Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming back to How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything. And bonjour, new listeners. I'm Juleika Lantigua-Williams. This week, I want to say a special thanks to Micaela Rodriguez, our founding producer, who said yes to helping me with a zany idea for a new show and then moved heaven and earth to launch it in three weeks. She's moving on to a very fancy gig, but will always have a place in this house that she helped build. And what a fitting tribute, accidental as it was, that Spotify has named How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything among the best podcasts of 2020 so far. Micaela, that one's for you. This week, we hear from Deepa, a political journalist who thought she had mastered setting boundaries with her family. But COVID-19 threw her life into a spin. And while living back in her childhood home, she's realizing that falling into a familiar dynamic with her parents is seriously impacting her. Let's get into it. My name is Deepa Shivram. I'm Indian American, and I call my parents mom and dad. I am currently living in my childhood bedroom. Uh, And (laughs) this comes at a really weird point in my life. Um, I had been living, I went to school in D.C. Um, I lived in D.C., stayed to work in D.C. for a couple years. And then a little over a year ago, so about May of 2019, I started this really crazy chapter of my life. Um, I became a campaign embed and I was traveling all over the country, living out of my suitcase in a different hotel room every night. uh, And I was covering the campaign trail and it was the best experience and the best job I've ever had. I loved it. It was totally exhausting and insane, but also just, I mean, how many people get to do that? You know, how many people get to experience the election and, and the country that way? So, but the way things turned out is, is I went from like almost just this crazy whiplash of living that life to all of a sudden being literally in one place all of the time. Um, and it was really hard. It's, whew, it comes down to a lot of things, but I think the thing that I've been thinking about a lot is boundaries. It wasn't so much like, oh, this is on my parents. It was really on me a lot of the time because even on the campaign trail, I remember this was pretty early on. It was probably about like June of last year. And I was trying to get out of like Fresno, California. My credit card didn't work and I couldn't board the flight that I needed to get on. Um, And because of that, I like was totally, I had never dealt with this before. Like, how do I book the next flight? Why is my credit card not working? Like, didn't know what to do. And I remember I like instinctively reached for my phone in my back pocket and I was like, oh, I'll call my dad. And then I just like totally stopped. And I was like, what is my dad going to do? I am in Fresno, California. Like there is literally nothing, (laughs) there is nothing that anyone can do to help me. (laughs) And it was just like one of those moments that I think I've learned in the last year was just like, no, like you got to figure this shit out on your own. You know, it's great that you want advice from, from people like your parents and you want support and you, you want their take on things. But like, it was one of those moments where I was like, I'm almost like cutting myself off in a way when I need to set those boundaries, um, for myself boundaries when I'm in Fresno, California are really easy to set uh, because you literally have 3,000 miles between literally and, you know, 
I'm in a situation where my parents actually went to work for a majority of quarantine. Um, my mom's a doctor. My dad is a professor. So they had spaces where they could like kind of retreat during the day. But, you know, generally speaking, there's just not a lot of um, independent thinking space and independent physical space. And that kind of leads to those boundaries that you have created for yourself uh, to start kind of eroding a little bit. And I think that has been the most frustrating part is that I know I worked really hard to set those lines up, not in any negative way, shape or form, but just as a process of growth, right? As a process of growing and becoming an adult and sharing this space again and, and living back home kind of means that some of that goes away space boundary wise just like doesn't really exist right because you see those videos on social media that have gone viral of like someone doing like a work call and their dad just like is in the back of a shot like totally like that's my house like fully 100% like I will literally be interviewing somebody and it doesn't matter like it's like oh this is everyone's shared space in the house so like let's all just take up whatever space we want and it's just like you know part of it I think is frustrating because it's like Everyone needs physical space to themselves, like period, as human beings, that's one thing. And I think the other side of it that sometimes is frustrating is like, it's hard to explain working from home when your job was like completely on the road. And, and so I think sometimes uh, the seriousness of what I do, um, the seriousness of the role that I play in my job and things like that sometimes doesn't translate super well there definitely have been points where, you know, I have like really just had a moment where I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. Like I need to get out of here. I need to leave. I need space. I need all of that. Um, it sucks. It sucks because like if this had happened, if a conversation had happened over the phone that was really upsetting, I could leave. I could like end the phone call. I could leave my apartment. I could take a walk. I could do all of the things that I need to do. And now it's just like, okay, I'm really upset. And now I have to look at you in the face for the rest of the day because we live in the same house. And like that is really frustrating because like a lot of the times that space, at least for me, is what I need to process, is what I need to like think things clearly. A lot of that for me happens by myself. And that's not something that I have right now. Hold on. Let me, give me one sec. Um, Julia, one second. I'll be right back. I just want to make sure. I actually have space to myself. People in the house all the time. There's never any space. Um, I don't have my own space to go back to because I gave up my apartment um, when I started this new job a year ago because I knew I would be traveling so much that there would literally be very little reason to pay rent. Um, but the interesting side story in all of this is that as I don't have a place currently, I'm actually um, looking to buy a place. And that has been an interesting process because, of course, it's been like a joint conversation with my parents. And so like this is like obviously a really big life decision, a very big financial decision. And like there's little boundaries in that process, too. Like it's everything is always tied um, it is my, you know, it's under my name. I pay off the mortgage and everything. But, you know, financially, yes, you know, we're a little bit tied in this process. And, and it creates uh, a kind of environment in which, like, you give up some of the autonomy that you wish you had. I asked Deepa if she had tried to talk to her parents about any of this. I don't know. To be honest with you, I just, like, I don't really solve problems directly because I'm super non-confrontational. Uh, and I definitely harbor a lot of those feelings at home, too. So I have not lived with my mother in 20 years. But I still occasionally fall into the trap of focusing my energy 
on trying to get her to change her behavior, especially when it impacts me. And occasionally, when I'm self-aware enough to catch myself and shift my focus to my own attitude and my behavior, I actually notice that I reduce the impact of her actions on me and that eventually she catches on and slows down on the stuff that makes me nutty sometimes. But that still only happens on a case-by-case basis for me. So I definitely, and you probably, could benefit from a longer-term strategy to get us through these scenarios. As usual, I called in an expert. I'm Dr. Shweta Oza. I'm a business and leadership alchemist. For the last 25 years, I have been mentoring leaders in the art of soul success and helping entrepreneurs create a new level of success and sustainability in their business. So, Shweta, I'm going to start with a question I always start with, which is, you heard Deepa's tape. What do you make? What do you hear when you listen to her tape? So, we, I heard a couple of things there. This idea of creating boundaries and how she understands it and she has been working to implement it. Mm. The boundaries of who do I count on? How much do I have my family mm-hmm support me and how much do I stand up and be independent? And most of the times we look at boundaries more as a yeah or a nay Mm. situation. You are in or you are not. Mm. You go full in or you go full out, right? So how would you suggest that she or someone in her situation change the way that they conceive the notion of boundaries? So here is what I would offer. Think of boundaries, not in terms of quantity, but quality, the quality of involvement. Mm -hmm. So in Deepa's case, it may look like, it could look something like where she shifts internally from the space of I am back in my parents' house as their daughter, which she is. She always is going to be. Mm -hmm. But her inner landscape, her inner orientation changes too. I am a working adult, a professional, cohabiting with other working adults. Mm. Okay? Who love me very deeply. And whom I love very deeply. Mm -hmm. But that sounds like it's all internally manifested. How can then she use that realignment, the internal realignment to express or to model the behavior that she would like to see in the other working adults in her environment? Right. And here is where the work of realignment helps you, right? which is she has now defined and owned her space, Mm -hmm. right? And so you get to go and say, I have a call right now and I'm going to take it in my room and I would like nobody to come in, okay? It is not about you, you always walk into my space and you never respect my privacy and you don't understand anything. Mm. That is our inner child, 
Okay. That is still a child talking to a parent. There is no pushing. Right. There is no forcing them to accept you. You don't need them to accept you because you have accepted you. If we can take every situation and put the spotlight on ourselves and see how we get to shift and change and then everything around us becomes a domino effect mm. that is the most powerful space for us to be okay okay so i see the subtle difference in that you are stating plainly what is true for you and just informing people of how that is going to manifest for you exactly okay but let me ask you sort of like a very obvious question this is not her space this is her parents house this is also her childhood home and they're probably you know providing in a similar way that they provided when they were raising her so how can she negotiate those physical attributes to her living situation as she does the internal work to shift her understanding of her place the first and foremost space that it begins is through her communication mm. changing the way she talks she states she asks creating those boundaries through her space of assertiveness mm. not of complaint clinginess neediness mm. or even victimization mm. or you don't understand me space mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that is the first step because her frequency the frequency with which she is saying it is different it almost is like you are being served a ball in tennis with a different stroke you cannot reply to that stroke using your old methods so she is changing the way she serves okay i asked her about this um sort of like about being a little bit more assertive about what her needs were and she said that she is non-confrontational that she avoids conflict you know and so she clearly perceives this as being an area of potential conflict with her parents how can you help her and other folks in deepa's situation to see this not as conflict but as an issue of wavelength or frequency as you just described okay so conflict disagreements difference of opinions we have thought of that as such a a negative way mm-hmm. you know yeah. and so part of boundaries part of this boundary process is figuring out what is good for you more often than not we want to enforce boundaries by forcing others to behave in a way that makes us comfortable mm-hmm. the most powerful action that you could take when you are setting up boundaries is to create them from within through your behavior forcing others to accept us forcing others to respect our space it is a very outwardly act of pushing and forcing 
it is not the same as being in a space of power and intention. It is not about having power over somebody or having power over a situation. Mm -hmm. It is really owning your power. So I want to add a complicating factor here, which is that Deepa is right now working with her parents' support, financial support, to buy a place. And that's also uh, reminiscent of them having to meet her material needs as they were raising her. So how can she better maneuver through that relationship, right? In which she is trying to achieve a major life goal, but she really can't do it without them. Right. So another aspect of boundaries, clear spoken conversation, commitments, understandings, right? So a very practical approach here would be, she's gonna have to communicate, sit down, And first of all, before that, be very clear on what she wants in this house. And then make a mental calculation almost. Being very clear in what you want, what you are receiving, and what are you willing to give in its stead. This seems like a very simple communication Mm -hmm. and a conversation. And yet I will be the first to tell you it can feel like a landmine. (laughs) If you are in that space, then when you say this and your parent come back, what? Now we are going to have a conversation like this? Like, are you making it a whole transaction? Can we just not support you in love? Right? Mm -hmm. You are going to very clearly see that coming from a very parental place, not from a co-adult place. And you, instead, Instead of falling into a space of, but you don't see my point, Mm -hmm. come to, no, I understand. I understand where you are coming from. I would just like to know it better. And instead of me trying to interpret and assume, it really helps me to have everything spelled out. This allowing yourself to not be hijacked by emotion by what used to be a default script of conversation Mm -hmm. happens when you are very clear and in your power. And that's where you start negotiating. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. All right. Let's recap what we learned from Shweta. Rethink boundaries. Emotional, psychological, and social boundaries are not physical walls. You cannot treat them as absolutes. They sway, shift, and evolve as your relationships and circumstances change. Create boundaries from within. Instead of trying to force other people to respect your boundaries, make sure your own behavior respects the boundaries you've set for yourself. I think in the Bronx, we might say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm just saying, hashtag Uptown Forever. Get clear on what you want and what you need. Before trying to establish a boundary, know exactly what that boundary is there to protect. 
Communicate clearly and calmly. State plainly what is true for you. Avoid being defensive and don't waste energy trying to force others to adapt your point of view. Rethink conflict. Conflict does not have to have a negative connotation. It can be a stepping stone that eventually leads to resolution. And remember, stand in your own power. Being assertive and standing up for your wants and needs is never about wielding power over other people. It is about standing in your own power. Thank you so much for listening. How to Talk to Mommy and Papi About Anything is an original production of Lantigua Williams & Co. Virginia Lora produced this episode. Kojin Tashiro mixed it. Micaela Rodriguez is our founding producer and social media editor. Cedric Wilson is our lead producer. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Talk to Mommy and Papi. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Bye, everybody. Same place next week.